This is Menagerie. Right now, there are more people on the face of the planet, 7 billion souls and counting, than at any other time in the history of humanity. In the time it took me just to say that last sentence, there were probably about 30 new babies born. Now, there are just a ton of problems that go along with a population that is that huge and growing and shows no signs of slowing down anytime soon. But one of the biggest ones is producing enough food for everyone. After all, just since I started talking, we've gotten about 75 new mouths to feed on the planet, give or take. For a lot of those hungry mouths, meat is going to make up at least some of their diet. Globally, meat consumption is projected to rise to nearly 80 pounds per year per person by 2024. Granted, that number is skewed by nations like America, where the average citizen already eats more than 200 pounds of chicken, pork, and beef annually. But since most people will be at least eating some meat, that demand has meant more animals. Livestock tallies around the world are growing even faster than the human population. At any given moment, there are more than a billion sheep, a billion pigs, a billion and a half cows, and 19 billion chickens being raised for food on farms around the world. And more animals means more animals for farmers to watch over. Old methods of keeping tabs on animals and making sure they're healthy are, by and large, no longer up to the task of monitoring industrial farms. The hardest-riding cowboy can't keep track of tens of thousands of cattle. The most ambitious pig farmer will miss one sick sow among hundreds on hundreds of pens. So to keep track of where their animals are, what they're eating, and how they're feeling, farmers are increasingly connecting their livestock to the internet via wearable technology. These Fitbits for farm animals can let meat producers know a lot more than if one of their charges has wandered off or been devoured by predators ahead of schedule. Now, if you've ever used a wearable fitness tracker at the gym or on a run, some of these devices will sound pretty familiar. Maybe eerily so. The cowler, for instance, is a small, hard plastic box attached to a cow's neck by a nylon strap. Equipped with just a couple of gadgets, an infrared sensor, a motion detector, and a wireless transmitter, the device continuously tracks the movements and temperature of the animal it's attached to. That information is relayed wirelessly to a base station, which in turn sends it to a server that provides ranchers with updates via email, text, or an online dashboard. Think Google Analytics, but for the beef and dairy industry. While it hosts a fairly primitive suite of sensors, the cowler can provide data on a cow's feeding behavior, count how many steps it takes in a day, and offer analysis of its gait and posture. It can even text a livestock manager when a specific cow goes into heat, ensuring that the animal never misses a chance to mate. It's not just cows that are being tracked wirelessly. The new company SwineTech uses devices similar to baby monitors to track the temperature, humidity, and noise produced in industrial pig farms. That's because temperature and humidity are key indicators of illness in pigs. By keeping an eye on these factors, farmers can tend to sick animals early, nipping potential outbreaks in the bud. As for noise, keeping an ear on individual pens was actually one of the drivers behind SwineTech's development and remains one of its biggest selling points. That's because a noise tracking algorithm helps the device combat a major problem among mother pigs. I'm going to go ahead and let Matthew Ruda, the CEO and founder of SwineTech, explain it from here. So SwineTech is a company that developed a product that will prevent mother pigs from crushing their babies 
Ruda and his team estimate that this sort of mother smothering is responsible for upwards of 30 billion pounds of lost pork productivity every year. To try and shrink that number, the Swine Tech team spent hundreds of hours working to develop an algorithm that can tell the noise of a piglet being smothered from the standard cacophony of an industrial pig farm. When Swine Tech hears that signature sound, it triggers the second part of the platform, a wearable, waterproof patch affixed to every mother pig. And uh, then when it needs to stand up, it'll send vibrations and then will gradually increase in, in strength. And then if the sound is not stand up at that point, it sends the equivalent of one-fourth of a, of a uh, like an impulse of that of like a dog collar and uh, gets the sound to stand up. America's pets are getting wearable trackers too. Just in 2016, Americans spent more than $60 billion a year on food, collars, toys, and increasingly gadgets like the canine activity tracker Fitbark. Clipped to a pup's collar, the Fitbark tracks the same things for dogs that its cousin, the Fitbit, does for humans. The steps they take, the calories they burn, the sleep they get in the course of a day. It processes this information, then transmits it to a connected mobile device, offering dog moms and dads a visualization of their pet's health and pointers on what they can do to improve it, from paring down portions at mealtime to stepping up their game of fetch. And lest you think Fitbark is alone in this niche market... Here's the thing, it's not even a niche market. Fitbark is up against a whole host of similar products, including Tag, Whistle, Retriva, and Pet Pace, all of which range in functionality from simple GPS trackers to full-fledged activity recorders. Wearable tools are also being developed for working dogs. Researchers at Georgia Tech are developing a high-tech harness with the project title Facilitating Interactions for Dogs with Occupations. As with so many tech projects, it rolls off the tongue a little better under its acronym, FIDO. And FIDO allows working dogs to deliver signals to their human teammates. FIDO-equipped search and rescue dogs, for instance, could remotely signal when they found someone in need of help. For guide animals, the possibilities are almost endless. Guide dogs wearing FIDO harnesses could hit the button telling their owner to stop and wait for a moving hazard to pass. Or they could choose a different option telling their charge to move around a stationary object in their path. There's a lot of promise in wearables for animals, from improving the health of livestock to helping pets get closer and more connected to their humans. But almost universally, there's one thing these devices don't provide, and that's much in the way of privacy protection. Fitbark, for instance, fields an impressive 174 queries on its frequently asked questions page. The word security appears exactly zero times. And that may not seem like a big deal. These devices aren't storing things like your credit card information or social security data. While it may be weird to think that someone could hack your house pet, it feels more like a novelty than a threat. After all, what's the worst someone could really do with access to your dog's health and activity information? The only data in there is how much your dog sleeps and eats and poops, and what time you're most likely to be out of the house every evening taking them for a walk. And probably when you leave for work every day. Unsecured devices transmitting data over the internet aren't just bad news for the person that information belongs to, either. These days, those devices can be weaponized by hackers. When a sizable chunk of the internet, including Twitter, Reddit, Tumblr, and PayPal, went down in October 2016, 
It was the result of a distributed denial of service, or DDoS attack. DDoS hacks work by sending sudden floods of requests for attention to targeted websites, overwhelming their servers and putting the targets out of commission. They've been around since the very beginning of the internet, and they remain unsophisticated but very efficient tools for knocking out targeted websites. And the Internet of Things has given these hacks a whole new toolbox. That's because DDoS attacks often depend on the services of botnets, huge networks of devices that have been hacked and, without their owner's knowledge, are pinging sites for information over and over again. For a long time, these botnets were mostly computers and later phones. And while these devices are hackable, they usually have at least some pretense of security, which helped limit the size of botnets. That's changing, though. In last year's big DDoS attack, the bots were mostly not computers. At least they weren't computers in the way we think of computers. Huge numbers of these bots were cameras, microwaves, refrigerators, and other devices that, until recently, weren't connected to the internet. And now that they are, more often than not, they're operating either unsecured or with only the flimsiest precautions in place. Think a default password that never got changed. In the next couple years, those devices are going to be joined by millions of collars, clips, and patches reporting on everything from cow estrus to piglet noise to dog biscuit consumption. By and large... These new trackers will have minimal security, and that's if they have any at all. So the next time you can't watch Netflix or check your feed because of a DDoS attack, there's a good chance it won't be just hacked computers yelling for the attention of your favorite website. More likely than not, there will be a couple barks, oinks, and moos in that chorus as well. Menagerie is produced by Ian Chant. That's me. Our theme music is This Year by Defiance Ohio, off their album The Great Depression. You can listen to every episode of this show at our website, menageriepodcast.com, where you'll also find extras like photos, show notes, and videos. And if you like today's show, do us a favor, tell a friend about it. And of course, you can subscribe to Menagerie on iTunes, Stitcher, or the podcasting app of your choice. And if you do listen on iTunes, be a pal, rate and review the show. It only takes a second, and it really helps other people to find us. We'll be back next month with a brand new episode. Until then, thanks for listening. <laughs>